Hello and welcome to Inspired, your grown-up girl talk. I'm Stacy Fleece here with my co-host Samantha Tradelius. Samantha, how are you today? Here we are. I'm good. It's uh, we're moving into April, which is a frightening thought already. Q1 fast closing. Q1 almost over, but honestly, like we need spring. We all need spring really badly. This is um, this has been a tough winter for a lot of people. And out here, of course, we've got, I don't know, about 82,000 feet of snow in Tahoe. So uh, I think we're good. I think we're solid for a while. Uh, And I myself am looking forward to some uh, outdoor weather again. That would be nice. I know, aren't we all? Aren't we all? And our guest is coming to us from the East Coast, which has its fair share of crazy weather and crazy things. Yes. And speaking of spring and and lightening things up and changing things, and um, we have with us today Mary Goldstein, who is Infinite Interiors NY. Uh, Mary, how are you? Hi, everybody. I'm very well. Thank you so much for having me. So I think about this awful winter that we've had with so much gray and gloom and rain and snow and just buried and people locked in their houses for weeks. And I think, oh, you know, like if we had the interior design we'd all wish we had being locked inside for weeks in under mounds of snow wouldn't maybe be such a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, I think what you do is so uh, it's, it goes so far beyond the aesthetic, right? It goes deep into the feeling of, of what we all want to have when we sit in our own homes. And I uh, am highly jealous of you and your interior design skills because I have none in that arena. I always wish I did a true fact. I cannot in, interior design a pillow onto a couch um so people like me are extremely thankful for people like you um so welcome thank you for being here I love the subject so I'm super excited (laughs) I love to talk about stuff that I cannot do this is great (laughs) um but you do have your own company infinite interiors exactly infinite interiors new york and um, tell us how you got started in this. Like you, first of all, you are not a Native American. You came here from Germany, correct? You were born and raised in Germany. Yes. So let's go back there. Let's talk about sort of how this even became your orbit as you were being raised back in Berlin. Sure. So, uh, yes, exactly. So I'm born and raised in Berlin um, to a family who... Um, was always kind of creative. My dad is an interior lighting designer. Um, He did a a lot of projects in Berlin and surrounding in Europe. Um, He did the lighting for like different galleries, museums. And when I was growing up, I always saw him working on like architectural drawings and I couldn't, you know, I couldn't put my, my finger on what was what. And to me, it was absolutely like scribbled. Um, But I feel like later on, it's sort of like it impacted me in in my, you know, in my future because I always like to be creative. And when I was like 21 or 22, I dropped out of business school um, because I just didn't really understand what I would do with it. And I've always hated math. So. <laughs> Not my gig. Let me go find something else. <laughs> yeah, just I was just so bad at math. And... <laughs> So I figured this was probably not the right path to go into. And so I told my mother, I'm dropping out of school, who was obviously not happy about it. But I said, I have a master plan and I'm moving to New York, like (laughs) age 22. And she's like looking at me and was like, what do you, what do you mean? Did she give you the side eye? Like, that's your master plan. 
Like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I thought, and I said, you know, I haven't figured it out yet, but I have this plan and I, I'm moving out. I want to go to New York. I'm going to, you know, pack my, my, my things and, and leave. I need to like figure my life out. So she was very hesitant, obviously. Um, fair, fair. <laughs> yeah. And I came to New York and, you know, I was, I was looking at different degree programs and actually funny enough, most of degree programs that they are, you have to take SATs and, you know, I just finished high school, not just, but like at that point, you know, three years later, I did not want to take any tests anymore. So going into art or something artsy, you only have to submit a portfolio. So that was my way in. Quote unquote test. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, you know, I had a, I had a big portfolio back from like school days and I submitted it. And it was, um, I was accepted into the New York School of Interior Design, which is on the Upper East Side. And quickly thereafter, I moved to New York um, and trying to, yeah, I was trying to figure out how, how my life is going to be all the way so far from home. But then- this yeah. was the master plan. This That's wasn't like moving. This wasn't like yeah. moving to the neighboring town either. Like you packed your shit up and moved to a completely different country. Yeah, an ocean, and uh, I'll figure it out when I get there. Bye. I mean, that's yeah, pretty exactly. admirable. I don't know many women that are doing that. So kudos to you, sister. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I always, I always said the worst that could happen because there was obviously people aren't you afraid? And I said, the worst that can happen is I'm going back to Berlin where I started. So, you know, it's, that's, if that's the worst that can happen, it's not so bad. I'll try it at least. So yeah, fast forward four years later, I got my degree um, last year in interior design. And that's sort of like how my journey started. And I actually met my first client um, at a dinner party. And I was at that point applying for different jobs, different, you know, like entry positions. And that client, he was basically, I fired two designers. I need a new one. And that was like my way. And then I said, well, I am one. <laughs> I didn't say that I just graduated from school. I, I sold myself very well. Um, <laughs> you don't need to offer that. It's all, yeah. it's all in the sales. It's all in the marketing. Exactly. So, you know, I didn't think much into it because the next day um, I said, you know, if you were serious, happy to talk. But if, you know, if you just said it to be kind, it's fine. And he said, no, I'm actually serious. So literally like a month later, we signed a contract and and there I was, you know, thrown into the cold water. I didn't have a website. I didn't have much figured out. But and actually now thinking about how I came to New York, I guess I don't figure much out. I just go and then figure it out once I'm in it. Um, yeah. So I got my website ready, my business cards, everything. And now I'm working on three projects um, six months later, which is very exciting. And yeah, here I am. That's amazing. So, you know, you, first of all, you went to one of the most prestigious interior design schools in the country. So congratulations on, Hey, let me just land in New York and figure this out. And then you get into this amazing school. Um, but you didn't join a firm. Like now you're like, Hey, I'll just, I'll just be my, I'm, I'm just Mary Goldstein. I'm just going to do it. And so now all of a sudden you've got this creative Mary who now has to merge with business Mary. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
how has that been going? Because, and by the way, those of us who are good at math also don't like to take the SAT for what it's worth. Um, But, you know, you're, you're not just working for another interior design company. Now you're signing up your own clients, you're setting your own hourly rates, you're setting your, your prices, you're set, you're, you're figuring out like time management and client management. Okay. Talk to us about that. Cause that may not have been in the, this master plan. Exactly. Yeah. I did not think about that. (laughs) So when I started, there was definitely a lot of hurdles that I came across and, you know, there was a lot of things that I just didn't know how to like, how to run a firm at all. But luckily I did take like three internships when I was back in school. So back when I was in these internships, I just thought, you know, I'm not learning anything, but now looking back, there's a lot of things that I took from these internships and, you know, design softwares and managing like time and just um, figuring even out how to charge a client. Um, yeah, setting our prices as entrepreneurs, yeah. is probably one of the biggest yeah. challenges and women never want to charge what they're actually worth. Why? I don't know. That's a whole other discussion. We have a very hard time charging what we actually think we're worth. Yeah. It's weird because I mean, no problem. They yeah. overcharge. <laughs> yeah. So when I started, I, I had a, I had a difficulty coming up with a number and, um, but I quickly, you know, I, I asked different people in my business and I kind of came up with my own sort of, I guess, not of my own formula, but what works for me. And it's a percentage charge rather than an hourly, because I feel like hourly is so hard to, first of all, I am sort of like all over the place and I never keep my, you know, I never write down my hours. So to me doing like a percentage charge is much easier. Um, and yeah, other things that, you know, I had to figure out how to run a business and I still am learning it honestly. And I think, I kind of like, you know, I'm learning by doing it. I was thrown into the cold water and I need to figure out how to swim now. Luckily, that's the best way to go. Jump in and you're going to make mistakes along the way, but let's figure it out. Here's here's a plan, a plan, a plan and never launch, right? launch and be like, I'll figure it out when I get there. And here's a fun trait, like fun fact. None of us know what the fuck we're doing, right? (laughs) That makes me feel better. (laughs) But here's what I love about you. And I think your story is very cool because going back to just like up and leaving and going and doing something totally ballsy and like not what the normal plan is for, for any young woman, um, to then be in a totally different environment, like, you know, not only just like business climate, but, you know, just the whole culture, everything is, I mean, we're different. And Mm -hmm. you've had to kind of adopt and learn how to do business in New York. And I'm sure it's very different than doing business in Berlin. Um, And being, you know, green at it too is, is a whole nother thing. So, I mean, what are like, some of the things that you're leaning into to get, you know, this insight, do you have a, a good group of uh, women entrepreneurs that you've connected with or, or where are you getting a lot of your information from? Because I think a lot yeah. of people can learn from that. Right. Um, so first of all, luckily, you know, I was five years in New York before prior to starting my own firm. So obviously during that time I learned, you know, 
the ins and outs of, of the US and the New Yorkers so, and just like, you know, the cultural difference and, and everything. Um, but when I started the business, my best friend actually, who um, is, um, she is a female entrepreneur. She has her own company. She works for, um, she works for another big company in the UK and she's just like a ball, like badass girl. <laughs> um, so she started her own company um, like six years ago doing preserved flowers and for anything there is I always ask her because she, she just yeah she she's been doing it for a lot of years um she has been quite successful herself so it's definitely great to have people to rely on that have been doing you know entrepreneur things before um so I, I also learned that my mom always said, unless you knock at a door, nobody's going to open it. And I used to be so afraid. Like I used to be so shy in school and I never liked to ask for help. But I realized, you know, once I had my company, I was like, I have to, because otherwise I'm just going to go under. So now I'm, I just like, don't really care. I just ask whoever anything and it works out because, you know, People want to be supportive and they want to help. Um, and worse comes to worse, they just say, no, I don't know. But um, definitely, you know, don't be afraid to ask. I think that's what I would suggest and advise to other people. Well, and you're smart enough to identify those people in your orbit who are, yeah. <laughs> you know, walking ahead in this in this trajectory and smart enough to go, hey, I don't need to be in this by myself. They've already done all this. Let me ask. Mm -hmm. Um, asking for help is so hard for so many business women. It's really interesting, but I always like to say the answer is no until you ask. Yeah. So you might as well try to get a yes because it's already a no at this point anyway. Um, so good for you for <laughs> okay. those things pretty young. Now you are um, mostly residential interior is what you're focusing on currently. Your dad was more in the commercial side. Um, right. How is that? Like you, you kind of were brought up on the commercial design side and you've shifted over to this side for your career. Um, how, how do those translate? How did the experience translate into what you're doing now? So I couldn't really uh, relate to commercial design. Um, I think it's just very technical. And also you don't have as much leeway, especially, um, especially in the States, there's codes. So any commercial building, there's, you know, fire rating codes that you have to, um, that you have to know and you have to sort of like, um, to design specifically for that. So there's not too much, I feel like creativity in it. Um, and then also in commercial spaces, there's only so much um, a full story that is for commercial use, which is usually not the prettiest. And it's because- never the prettiest, let's be honest, <laughs> ever. Yeah, it has to be durable. It has to, you know, be fire-rated and all of that. So it's not fun things. and residential just yeah was always I think the choice because it's creative you have creative freedom um especially in New York if you you know if you land good clients that have a like a bigger budget you can just sort of like do whatever you want and that's so fun because you know coming out of a design school you have so many ideas and it's just you need the clients to put these ideas into realization so um yeah it was never a question 
commercial versus residential? So I think it's always so interesting and it's intimidating when you, whether you're designing your, your clothing or you're designing your space, it's like when you make the decision to hire a designer, it's, you know, obviously a financial commitment, but then it's also like giving someone the reins to kind of help you look into a room or a box that you wouldn't normally look into. Um, why do you think people have so much resistance with bringing on a designer? Is it because they're afraid of change maybe, or just like un unclear of like what a designer can bring to the, to the table? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a few different aspects. I think some people are just not really familiar with, you know, how it works. Other people, obviously it's a budget thing as well. Um, and then I think also other people might have had bad experiences or their friends might have had bad experiences with designers. Um, some can be, you know, very, I wouldn't say intimidating, but, but in your space and sort of um, trying, I guess, to sell you something. So I think it's important as a designer to, you have to be so good at like people relations and just like, you know, understand your client. You have to be like a really good salesperson to not sell something, but just to understand their needs because everybody's so different and some want you to be, you know, in charge of it. And some want to have more to do with the process. So you can't be the same. I feel like you sort of like, you have to be like a chameleon. You have to, you know, be one person, but you also have to be flexible. I feel like there's a lot of um, part-time psychologists in your work. <laughs> having to read emotions and traumas and like. Well, also like spouses, right? So oh, like, yeah. we just went through a remodel and, you know, <laughs> my husband likes this and I like that. And, you know, the person's like, well, what do you two people want to do? You know, you got to like, navigate that. Yeah, it's. um it's my first time working actually with a couple. I just, um, I just signed a contract yesterday, which is Ooh. exciting. Yeah. And it's interesting it's going so far. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Um, I kind of lean more, I think towards her than him. Um, I think most of the times, usually I think the wife has more to say when it comes to the home things. I mean, most uh, husbands are like, whatever, just if yeah, I exactly. I yeah. to sit and drink my cocktail and watch football. Mine, who doesn't give a shit about anything. And then all of a sudden he's like, well, I like this texture. And I was like, listen, you know, <laughs> where did that come from? Like, yeah, all nobody wants your opinion, buddy. Colors. Yeah. Why? Leave it alone. <laughs> How do you deal with people and like people that don't know, like they're so indecisive. I mean, I noticed this in like life in general, people can't make a decision if their life depended on it. Like, how do you help people kind of move in a direction and commit? Because that's hard too. That's a great question. Um, do not show them too many uh, choices. Yes. <laughs> the answer. I cannot. Yeah. Don't show me a lot because I'll never decide. Yeah. Because that's my problem. So I can't decide. And if I was bringing everything that I'm looking at for my, to my clients, they would just, you know, we would still be sitting here next year looking at just, you know, color swatches. Um, but also when I was doing an internship, the woman told me back then, show them three to like, you know, three to four samples. Don't show them more because they're going to get too confused. Mm -hmm. And now I, I totally understand it. So uh, two years ago, I this is so stupid, but I had to buy a new toilet. This is like most people are like, just go buy a fucking toilet. Like it's not yeah. a big deal. <laughs> 
So I, of course, go to the the plumbing store that has 46,000 different toilets. And I walk in there and I appointment with the sales guy. And I literally said out of my mouth, I was like, I want you to show me three options. I will pick one of the three today and, and we'll have this done. Do not show me more than three hours. I will never make a decision. And yeah. I said, I want you to show me three that you would put in your house. And he's right. like, I like that. And this is a toilet. Like, yeah. this, this is how I can't, like, you should see me try to pick a paint color. Jesus. <laughs> Um, what is, this weekend, yeah. Oh, it's it's awful. Uh, what's the number one mistake that just makes the hairs on the back of your neck stand up? You walk into somebody's house and you're like, okay, you know, serenity now. Like this is awful. Like there has to be one or two things where you just go, fucking stop doing that. Yeah. Uh, karate chop pillow. Is it the? Is is it the like I? Is it the bright colored furniture? Like, what is it? What makes you crazy? I think a bachelor pad. Yes. Like, I just cringe. Like, I just cringe. I, I can't stand it. I think also because I've had um, a few clients that I guess were former bachelors and then, you know, they were more serious in life. But they all just have the same looking furniture. And I yeah, they know, still have the futon <laughs> and the bean bag. And they're yeah. 40 years old. And you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. What yeah. are you doing here? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's just, yeah, I can't. <laughs> I think though, to be able to like work with people's personalities and, you know, I, um, I have a, you know, when you get to see, I've used designers before in different parts of my life. And, you know, when you get to see things that you wouldn't normally look at or even gear towards, it's kind of like, oh, like that, that chair's pop and color that I would never buy a yellow chair or whatever the case may be. Um, do you find that people are like a little bit more adventurous because you're there versus if they'd be like on their own? For sure. I feel like, and I agree, you know, even if you hire a stylist, I think just having somebody to kind of, you know, push you a little bit gives you that comfort. Okay. You know what? Let me just do like a very like poppy color. And, um, funny that you say that because the clients that I'm working with right now, everything is very like muted and natural. And then I said to her yesterday, how about we do a, like a, you know, catchy poppy powder room, you know, sort of like that thing about Beverly Hills hotel, the wallpaper. And she's like, Oh, I love that. I would have never thought about it. But now that you say that, so yeah, yeah the answer is yes. Brings in that little bit of stretch, but in a powder room where she can shut the door if she needs to. Yeah. And it doesn't like, oh, it's not overwhelming. It's not overwhelming. It's a approachable uh, decor. So here's a good question for you. Being that you came from, you know, European business mind, you hunker down into New York, which is like the craziest American city. Like what's been the one thing that like that we Americans do that like, blew your mind away when it came to like business or just any of the experience that you've had as you've transplanted? What's been the one thing you're just like, oh my God, these people. <laughs> I I actually know exactly what I'm going to say. Um, so when you make plans in, in Europe, or I guess let's, let's just say Germany, because I haven't lived anywhere, anywhere else and probably like, you know, more Southern places like Spain and, and Italy are more, um, just like more easygoing. But when you make plans in Germany for next week, let's say, you know, 8 p.m., whatever, people assume, you know, they're going to show up. And when I moved here, people were always, hey, are we still on? Hey, are we still on? 
And I was like, what do you mean? We made plans. Yeah. (laughs) And so like, sort of like double, triple checking is something that's very, I feel like New York or American. I'm not sure. Um, So yeah. We we have flaky potential. Like East Coast versus West Coast. Cause like West Coast, uh, like I'll make, if I say I'm going to be somewhere, I'm going to be there. But there'd be plenty of times where you'll be like, oh, let's get together on, and then it's very loosey goose. And then you right. know, like, I'm guilty of charge too. So I think yeah. a little bit of follow-up being a good thing for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. definitely culturally interesting. I was just up in Canada and, you know, being, you know, you'd hear a couple of times like, oh, the American, or oh, I was like one of the few Americans, but the people there are so much nicer in a lot <laughs> of ways that, I mean, we live in San Francisco, people are pretty nicer, but New York, know that they're always super inviting um you know it's It's the album mentality yeah it's culturally different like you get off the plane and in Canada the TSA guys like how was your flight how are you here in San Francisco they're like take off your shoes (laughs) put your stuff in and keep it moving you know it's it's just it's interesting culturally how, how the different businesses are yeah and it's funny now I sort of I adapted after living here for seven years to like to, you know, to triple check myself. So when I go back to Germany and I, obviously my friends don't do that. I sometimes forget I have plans and because they don't double check with me, (laughs) I have this plan and yeah. It's like, oh, you should have double checked. Sorry. (laughs) That's what we do now. We double check and triple. Um, Okay. Spring 2023. Here we are. What are the top couple trends that you're seeing in your industry that people should think about incorporating if they're looking for a new interior adventure? Yeah. Um, So I always, it's funny, I have the same question on on the panel that I was recently on. I always think of, you know, interior design trends sort of like an oxymoron because interior design, like trends don't fluctuate, you know, like seasonally, but it's more kind of, I would say, every decade so you know if if you think about like the 80s it's very like glitz and glam the 70s lots of like orange and flowers you know um now I feel like it's very um it's mostly neutral so I see a lot of like tans and and like rich taupe and brown colors so I feel like we're going back to like nature and what what's sustainable and you know like natural elements natural stone um so that's one thing. And then I've seen a lot of popping pinks. Like people, I see pink everywhere. People are doing, you know, pink, like powder rooms, pink, I don't know, like accent walls and like their bedrooms. So that's definitely coming back. I heard the um, accent wall was out. Is that not true? Because I love a good accent wall. I, well, I'm doing one right now. So don't okay, tell good. me. That. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that because I always kind of like that. Nervous. Not- yeah nervous with it I'm like grays light grays whites and then I pop my color with you're like modern glitz and glam though you're like 80s up into the 2000 she's all glitz and glam I am I have like a lot of there's a lot of sparkle there's a but but neutral tones yeah you like combined decades yeah and speaking of of like glitz it's funny I actually I was reading on architecture digest the other day that so you know how there is a lot of like brass accents and like I don't know like table like the bottom of tables or like in your dresser knobs whatever like brass accents have always been around 
also like on table lamps or I don't know, whatever lamps you can think of. And now it's sort of shifting to silver accents. So it's interesting because, you know, silver, is, it's still elegant, but it's not as heavy on the eye. Yeah. And myself, I can't look at brass anything anymore. I feel like it was so overdone a couple of years ago. Um, whereas silver accents, you know, you can have like a brushed steel and that's more industrial, or you can have like a polished nickel and that's going to have, you know, a very like shiny, sleek look to it. So I think that's one of the big trends for this year. I'm okay with that trend. I'm here for that one. Yeah. You know what I find so fascinating is how overwhelming it is. Like during COVID, I did a whole overhaul in the house here. Like there's so many fucking options for everything with like chrome, brush chrome, brush nickel, regular nickel, black, you know, bronze. Yeah. It's like, whoa. And so for someone that isn't in the space of being able to, you know, sit at home for 12 months, like we were, I mean, people that do what you do is so useful because it really does take the pain away and help. And it doesn't have to be super crazy expensive either. I think that that's the part that I would love to let people know, like, it's okay to kind of lean in a little bit and, and just get some advice or get your little, you know, palette together. Um, what's the color of the year? To, uh, what's the paint color of the year? I always like to know. I haven't. What's seen. your favorite this yeah. year? Like, isn't there like a palette of the year or they have like one paint color that's everything? Um. So I've seen a lot of sage and like pastel greens. Mm. I have, yeah, I've painted my uh the upper west side project that i have on my website in a pastel green um my current client loved it too because it's it's really versatile you know it's not your regular boring eggshell <laughs> but it's also not you know blue or or like green it, it's dusty it's pastel so i actually would say like you go in your house and that's yeah. very to me yeah it's kind of pastel at, at anything, actually. I, can, I think pastel blue. I think, you know, taupey colors. Um, yeah. Mary, Mary, M-E-R-I Goldstein. Yeah. is where we can find you. You have been quite the breath of fresh air. I love your initiative to just pack up and go do something new. You landed in New York. We're so happy that you did. And thanks for sharing yourself and your story with us. I hope everybody get up, gets out there this week and is inspired.